Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 47, Why Writers Need Visual Content, an interview with Elena Dillon, coming to you on Thursday, April 5th, 2018. Now, I know a lot of you are multi-talented when it comes to your creative endeavors, My artistic endeavors are pretty much limited to stick figures and people telling me to just put the pencil down, kitty. So it was with great trepidation that I first let my friend Elena Dillon try to explain Pinterest to me. And I think that I will make you laugh during this interview when you see how truly terrified I really am about trying to do anything visually artistic. But Elena has a whole class system called Confused and Terrified Writer. And she is an excellent teacher for anybody who is confused or terrified about anything having to do with their writing career, including creating visual content. And she has a fabulous interview today explaining to us why writers, yes, us wordsmiths, why we really need to create visual content that will bring people into our worlds and want to read our books. Now, Elena actually has a class called Visual Content Marketing for Authors, and it sounded so good, I actually signed up for my for it myself. Um, I've only gotten through the first lesson or two, but, uh, but I do feel slightly better that maybe I can actually, if not conquer it, at least adequately create visuals for um, my website, you know, YouTube channel or whatever else. She also, I just wanted to mention, has a free class on learning how to use Scrivener. And I'm going to put all of these links. Plus, there are so many things that she talks about in this interview. I'm going to put all those links in the show notes for this episode. And anytime that you want to know what's going on uh, regarding links to things that people are talking about, I almost always can grab all the links that people are talking about in the interviews and put them in the show notes for each episode. So you just need to go to podcast.rightnowworkshop.com and then search for the episode number. So for instance, this is episode 47 and there will be a lot of links. I also want to let you know now because um, I usually don't do um, you know post-interview talks to you by myself after the interview. Yeah, I don't do post-interview things after the interview, of course. (laughs) Um, So I wanted to let you know right now, when you listen to Elena and she starts convincing you that maybe, oh my gosh, you could really learn to do this, I want to let you know that in the show notes, there will be a coupon for 30% off her visual content marketing for authors class. So definitely go there to podcast.rightnowworkshop.com and look for episode 47. And um, I think that it will help all of us a lot to gain some confidence and also to have some things that are really beginning to look good out there on the internet because it's these visual things that may catch readers' attention and send them to our books. So that is pretty exciting. I think that that is all I've got for announcements right now, except just to remind you, I'm in the process of moving to Sweden. Eek! I have so much to do in so little time. So, um... I will be making a few changes to the podcast. Mostly it's a matter of trying to improve the audio quality and um, bring it up to a more professional level. That means that um, about the end of April or so, the YouTube portion of the 
podcast will go on a temporary hiatus and it'll be all audio for a while. I expect to probably be able to get back to bringing video back in and posting it on the YouTube channel, which by the way, is just youtube.com forward slash Kitty Buholtz, K-I-T-T-Y-B-U- C-H-O-L-T-Z. Yes, it would be so much easier if my last name were Smith, but it's not. (laughs) Um, So the YouTube channel is going to stay active through around the end of April, and then it's going to go quiet for a little while as I focus on bringing in better audio quality for all the the shows, but especially the interviews. And then uh, we'll bring back video later. I'm also thinking about creating uh, a little occasional YouTube video series about being an American in Malmo, Sweden, and just showing you the funny things that I'm doing, seeing, eating, or whatever. So uh, I will try to remember to mention that in one of the future podcasts once everything gets started. In the meantime, enough about me. You are going to love this interview with Elena. Let us know how much it helped you. I'm excited. Hello again, and welcome back to the Right Now Workshop podcast. Today's guest is young adult author, Elena Dillon. In addition to writing, Elena also teaches writers how to create visual content to improve their marketing efforts. Welcome, Elena. Hi, Kitty. Thanks for having me. It's always great to talk to you, especially about things that I don't understand, and I hope (laughs) that you can help me understand them. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, the first time you said the word Pinterest to me, I was thinking time waster. And then you were like, but it's so fun. And I'm like, what? It's not fun. It's confusing and frustrating. So how in the heck did you get so interested and excited about Pinterest as just one thing that I know that you're interested in? Um, Well, it's kind of a long story. It started (laughs) um, with, obviously, uh, I started Pinterest around the same time I started writing, and I love it for personal stuff, so I already adored it anyway. But um, my daughter is a graphic designer, and she does all of my book covers, and um, I thought, you know, paying for college, you'd think that that would get you free graphic design for the rest of your life. <laughs> but, um, and my, I call my daughter the diva cause you know, she is and it's my fault. But anyway, um, so I would talk to the diva and I'd be like, honey, I need this and this and this, I need these graphics. I need this Facebook header. Cause I had no idea how to create anything for anything. So, um, she never had time for me. It was like asking her to do the dishes. So that just didn't get done. So those things, I was very frustrated because I, she would get offended if I asked somebody else to do it, but she wouldn't do it because eh, she was too busy for her mom. So I started looking on Canva and I started um, learning Canva and how to create my own visuals. And um, then I was talking to people about it. And when our, our RWA chapter asked me to teach for a conference, like, can you teach us how to do this and how to, how to on something? And I said, well, and I'd been using Canva for Pinterest for my blog and for my books and just creating graphics about with little blurbs on them and little, um, quotes out of my books or little quotes of reviews and just, you know, I was having such a great time with it. I said, well, I can teach Pinterest. And they would look at me and go, Pinterest. That <laughs> That's not a writing topic. <laughs> book marketing. I'm like, no, actually. And I'd done a lot of research and, you know, I, I knew how great it was. They, they did not, but, um, and you <laughs> sat in that class, I guess for yes. a little while. So you knew you did hear some of it, but, um, 
yeah, I really just, I, I think it's so great and it's so underused for authors. I think authors just look at it and think it's the one more thing. Yeah. Right? That's and, how I feel. Yeah. And we have already so many things that we have to do ourselves. And I think, I think that's why it was really, I really wanted to share that information to make sure people understood, you know, it's, it's a big deal. Pinterest is great, you know? So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, um, so give us kind of a, a rundown. I don't know if you want to give us an overview or can you give us some specifics about what exactly, now I think you help other authors uh, create sort of a Pinterest plan or something. Is that right? Explain I to you. Yeah. I do some consulting um, with other authors to show them because everybody's genre is different, you know? And so it's a little bit of uh, you have to start tweaking it to make it work for you. So yeah, I, I definitely, one-on-one -on -one is great. You know, I, although I do teach it in a broad sense and in a way that you can, you can learn it and apply it for yourself for people that get it. But some people want that one-on-one -on -one, help me make this perfect, you yeah. know, or right, or, you know, whatever <laughs> it is they want, they want more, um, more information for their right. specific genre. So yeah, yes, I do do that. Okay. So can you give us an example? Like, okay. So for instance, um, I like to sort of laugh when I say uh, one of my series is superhero, urban fantasy, romantic comedy, kind of, uh, because it has elements of all those. And I kind of tried creating some superhero boards and I created a board that has pictures of Traverse City, Michigan, which is the, the basis of Double Bay, Michigan, where the story is set. And then I just stopped because I was confused about why I was wasting my time with this and what I was supposed to be getting out of it or what I was doing. I obviously did it wrong and I need to hire you to help me. But <laughs> let's say I'm just listening to this podcast and I'm not going to hire you to help me write this second. I just want to try to figure it out on myself on, on my own. So so where do I start? Well you start with um, the themes that are big in your book. So first though you would make sure that your Pinterest is not your personal Pinterest. So you need a Pinterest business account. Um, and it needs to be linked to your blog or your website, whatever you're using for um, your main place for people to go, because most people know this, but you need to own whatever it is where you're sending people. So um, it's really important. It's like your website, not sending them to your Facebook or sending, you know. Right. Um, so your blog, your website. So you need to uh, create the business account. You need to link it up. You need to create boards for, for your individual books. Okay. Um, and they, the boards need descriptions, really important. People need to know what they're looking at and it plays the keywords that you put in there that you use for your books that you're constantly, that describe your books, those need to be in the description. Okay. Then you can have boards for your series. Okay. Um, so if you have three or four books in a series, you wanna have a, you know, you wanna have a board for that. Um, then you can have location. So you can show some of the places where you're talking about that you're describing, even if it's not like in some of mine uh, on my description, on my settings boards, I don't always use exactly that place, but it might be like a scene I'm trying to describe. Oh. Um, I will get a picture off deposit photo and be like, oh, this looks just like where I was picturing this scene happened, you know, it was by the lake and the trees are, you know, it, they're in the water and it looks creepy and, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing. So I'll, I'll, you know, download that picture 
you know, and this whole another situation, but pay for your pictures. Don't use other people's stuff. Yeah, please. definitely. <laughs> Own whatever you're using. Um, and then I will write a description. This is, this reminds me of the scene with Lily and Finn where they're blah, 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 you know? Um, so you can have a whole location setting board for that board for that, that book or that series, or, and you can take those pins. So those location pins, not only would you have a setting, like I put Lafayette, Louisiana, or South Carolina, or places where my books take place, but I also pin those pins onto that particular books board and that series board. So you need, they can be used in multiple places. Oh. So that way you're getting seen multiple times and you can repin them and make sure that they're, they're getting seen. So people are interested. Ooh, I love that picture, you know? Okay. Yeah. I was like coming up with a picture, an idea or whatever, and trying to figure out which one board it goes on, but you're saying it doesn't have to be like that. It should not be like that. Actually. Oh. Um, okay. The great thing about Pinterest is that you can repin things and it's the sort of the 80, 20 rule or the 70, 30 rule where you um, pin 20 or 30% of your own stuff. And then you repin other people's things, still the same thing. Um, you want to be sure that you're not over promoting yourself because it's not attractive. Nobody likes that. So, <laughs> but you know, over the course of a week or days, you can say you're um, running a promotion on a book and um, you want to be sure that it's getting seen that that book is, you know, they're all about it. You want to just promote what it is and what's happening in it and cause some attraction for it. Then you would set it up so that those pins are scheduled for that book. And so you can pin them to a couple of different boards, whatever, you know, you can create all kinds of boards, beach scenes of my books or forest scenes of my books. There's, there's endless amounts of things as well as, um, group boards, which I highly recommend and, um, get together with your fellow authors, your friends, create some oh. group boards and get seen, you know, promote each other's stuff, whatever oh. they're, um, and I'll explain a way to do that. I, there's a whole nother section of things I could talk about, about how to do that. <laughs> that's the basics. Okay. Go on and on. So, so for instance, um, for my sweet small town romance. I might find some other sweet small town romance writers and we would pin to the same board our yes. book covers and other things related to our books. Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and then, using keywords helps um, people find. So the people, the great thing about Pinterest, especially for us romance writers and, um, and honestly, anybody now, because men are on Pinterest just as well as women. Of course, it's a little bit more. I think it's 60% women and 40% men now. But um, this is what I kind of focus on because it applies to me, right. um, is that those are your readers, those are your people. They're on, they're on Pinterest and they're looking for something to entertain them, to do, to be interested in. That's why they're there because Pinterest is actually not a social media platform. I know everybody thinks it is and they look at it and think, oh, one more social media platform. But the amazing thing about Pinterest is that it's actually a search engine. Oh. So it is not, it is not a social media platform. I mean, there is a little bit of a social aspect to it, but most people don't even use that and you actually don't need it. So for us introverted authors who don't like to talk to people and don't want to interact necessarily on one more place that we have to, you know, talk that it's, it's amazing. And it's also the second biggest traffic driver out there. 
Wow. I looked it up. I, I just looked it up because I hadn't um, refreshed my statistics in a little while. And I thought, you know, I'd seen a couple of different things where originally when I started, I did, did this class in 2015. It was originally the fourth biggest traffic driver. It's now the second. Wow. So, at the end of 2017. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that was for the, like January of 2017 was the statistic oh. found. So, okay. uh -huh. wow. That's I, know. I was, I was surprised. So, and so for your blog, for your books, for your, I mean, and, and Pinterest is free. That's the other thing. That's free. Marketing. When do authors get free marketing? Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> Where do we get free marketing? We don't. Yeah. It doesn't happen. You know? And you were telling us we needed in a business account and even the business account right now is still free. It's free. You know, if you're going to run an ad, of course it costs money, you know? Right. Right. But it, they're, you know, that's not something you, have to do that's not necessary in order to participate in Pinterest and to benefit from it because it's not like Facebook where they're um, lowering your views because you're not paying for it. It's not doing that. Okay. They right want <laughs> Yeah. Right now, I, I'm just saying that for the moment, I could change it <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I, I really, really love about Pinterest is that it's just, you know, so beneficial to just being found, which as authors, that's the biggest thing for us is we just right. need to be discovered, you know, somehow be found. Yeah. All right. So um, you've uh, brought up two, two questions that I have. One is, um, are you saying, because this, this would be great, this would make me want to do it more. Are you saying that this is something where I do whatever pinning of things that I want to do, but I never have to monitor it to like check and see if somebody commented so I can make sure I comment back or something like that, like on Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. You, you don't have to comment back. You don't have and to. very rarely do people comment. I, I mean, it just doesn't really happen. And a lot of times when they do comment, sometimes it's something spammy where they're trying to sell you something. So I, you know, I really, and you can set it up so it would, um, you get a notification if that happened, but it's pretty rare because that's really not what people are on there for. They're okay. on there to find something similar to YouTube where people are going to look on how to do something or on um, just looking for something in particular, like a recipe or, you know, a book to read or, you know, a project to do or, you know, ideas. Right. So. Yeah, okay. that's really, they're not on there to engage. Whereas like on Facebook, they're on there to engage. Okay. You know? All right. That's good. That makes me feel a little bit more like I, I didn't just add another four hours to my work week. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, definitely not in that aspect of it. And the great thing about, I use um, Tailwind for, which is a scheduling um, uh, platform. So okay. for Pinterest. And uh, so I go on and try to schedule uh, my pins ahead of time so that I don't, I can just kind of set it and forget it. it. It does have a cost to it, but you get your first hundred pins free and we can, um, I'll set, I can give you a um, link to okay. get the free, um, the free pins. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, then you could try it out and they, they don't require a credit card, which I love because then you don't forget that you actually have it set up that way. Yeah. And um, if you don't like it, you don't have to continue using it. If it's not okay. working for you or you just find that you don't need it. Okay. Now you said that um, you want to make sure it's connected to your blog. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So blog what website. What exactly are you pinning? Well, um, you can, I don't know about you, but on my .com, I have my books are on there individually. I have it set so that each book has a description and, uh, you know, the cover. So a lot of times I'll repin those for individual books. 
Um, but it doesn't really, uh, if you're writing a blog post about a book coming out, you can, you know, you can pin it from there. Obviously you want to lead people back to, um, where you want them to go. Okay. And, um, so a lot of it has to, you know, should come from your blog, but then there's other times where you're just, um, you can come up with a graphic and, um, you know, put some text over it and, you know, it, it's can go back to your blog set to that book. Okay. You know all right. So, all right. So explain the create a graphic thing. Cause that kind of freaks me out. I consider myself a wordsmith, not a graphic designer. <laughs> Which is the problem with most authors. And I felt the same way. I, I really thought I had absolutely no ability in this area at all. And I didn't, I did it. And I discovered Canva. So Canva is a free platform um, that helps you to create your own graphics. And for people like us who I have no experience in this area, um, it, it's a wonder. And I can't believe it's free. <laughs> it does, they do have a paid option. It gives you a few more fancy schmancy kind of, you know, things that you can do, but it's not necessary. Um, and it has a lot of, uh, you, there are some things that you can pay for, like they do have um, photos on there if you want to go ahead and buy a photo, they have, they have those options, but there's a lot of free options and it just, it's very easy and simple, um, user-friendly kind of uh, platform to learn graphic design. And on my YouTube channel, I have a short little video about how to use Canva. So if you want to, if you want to go on there and anybody wants to go on there and look at that, it gives a quick little <laughs> brief little, this is how you use it. Click here, click here, click here. Kind of okay, we're definitely putting that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was, um, it took me a while. I what I did was I was actually, I had to do this, this Pinterest class. Uh, for a conference and I had to have um, a PowerPoint and I'd never created and I thought well for Pinterest it has to look pretty I, I can't just like put it up there and be like have these ugly like a white thing with black you know black right. words on it or something that'd be terrible <laughs> so I got on Canva I brought my computer downstairs and I was watching a movie and I just played around on Canva and I taught myself how to do it and then I sent it to the diva because I'm like uh, is this look okay? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing here, you know? And she's like, um, yeah, no, that looks really good, mom. Like, how did you do that? And I was like, Canva. <laughs> she's like, oh, she gave me a little bit of a few little hints about, you know, making things not so bright and whatever, but yeah, cause I like color, you know? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and color is eye catching, certainly better than, you know, black text on white background, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how I learned it. And I was just so grateful that I found it and that it was this free thing to use. And since then, of course, I've found a million apps and other, you know, tools to use that, you know, help. So. All right. So tell us, what do you do? What are you creating? What are you scheduling to be pinned? Give us sort of a, a little bit of a beginning to end, even if it's, you know, beginning to end of a week or of a book, how, what are we doing? Well, I promote other people's books uh, in my genre. I belong to a YA a young adult board group board where we pin, I pin other things. So I'll pin um, something of interest to other people. The great thing about that is that people realize that you are, um, you have information that they don't. So if you are pinning even other people's things, they 
will follow you because they're like, oh, if I follow them, I'll get more of this kind of information. Okay. So, and you want to get followed. You want to get followed for the things that you are pinning, which is why I say don't um, have your business board be like your personal board. Okay. So all your recipe boards, all your all the things that you're saving, those are fine. They're great. But you either need to have a separate Pinterest account or you need to make those boards secret so that they are not popping up all the time because you don't want people to follow you because of recipes, you right. know, Oh, look, they've got all these instant pot recipes. I'm going to follow them. No, because it's, that's not what you want them there for. Yeah. So you can post so. a recipe about the, the way that somebody made fudge in your book. Right. Like for me, um, Southern cooking is a big part of my books. So I have a whole board on Southern cooking and I leave that, I leave that unsecret because I feel like that's, you know, that's part of the theme. Right. So you definitely want to keep to the theme and anything that is not in that theme or doesn't represent your books in some way should not be a board that other people can see. Okay. All right. And your so, book should be at the top of your account. So if you're, if you, somebody goes to your Pinterest account, the first thing they should see is your books and your series and you know, anything real, anything else that's related to your themes. That's a little bit, um, less than like recipes or even locations Th those are all going to come below below your books you know it's just extra things that people that are interested in those things they might like your book like say somebody who lives in traverse city they may be looking for pictures of traverse city or looking for information on it they may come across your pinterest board and be like these books take place in in, in traverse city i, I want to read that book Right. Those are the people you want. So that's how you want to drive them to your Pinterest. Okay. To your books and yeah. Okay. I don't think I even realized that I could move the boards around so that they were in any certain order. Oh, absolutely. And it's really kind of important. And they should look, because your books, you know how you're, you, in a series, your books are, they look similar, the yeah. colors and the setup and everything are similar. So you want to put them in order. You want it all to look People are all about, and that's the amazing thing about Pinterest. People like beautiful things, yeah. you know, people like to look at beautiful things, which you can tell by people's kind of obsession with Instagram and photo photography now, and they really like beautiful things. And Pinterest is full of beautiful things. So you want, when somebody comes to your account, them to see beautiful things, you know, and yeah. have your boards look nice and be set up in a beautiful way so that the visual it's a visually appealing because it's a visual medium okay well and because that's how people are consuming content now right and we have a disadvantage as authors because our our content is flat words on a page which a lot of people like but in order to draw them in we need visual content to get them there because everybody is so distracted now by videos on Facebook and Netflix and, you know, all of everything that's out there that is done so beautifully, like we're running to catch up, you right. know, we really do have to learn about visual content, how to create it, how to make it work for us. And Pinterest is an amazing and fairly easy once you get going way to do that. Okay. So these boards aren't static. You're not creating a, a 12 boards that have 10 images each. These are growing sort of like your blog. You're constantly adding something new. Yes. Yes. I mean, just like anything, you have to be creating 
new content all the time. And I always suggest in my class, because I teach a visual content class uh, online, that um, to set, set a day aside, whether it's a day a month, a day a week, to create content and the visuals that go along with it. So if you're going to write three blog posts or two blog posts for the next week, then create the graphics to go with it. And at the same time, maybe create a couple extra graphics like with quotes from your book with a cute little picture behind it, you know, or a superhero or, you know, whatever it is you're going to, you're, you're going to do, um, create a few extras. Once you get going, it gets so much faster. I know people are like, oh my gosh, that would take me all day. Yeah. But really what you have to do is sit down and get familiar with the platforms, get faster at creating things and just do it. Even if you just take a half an hour a day and play around on Canva, like when you're watching your favorite shows at night, like it is not something that you have to do during your work day or during your writing time. You know, you don't okay. need to take time away from your writing. Anytime you're doing something like that, where it's just, you know, you're mindlessly watching TV, you can play around in Canva and it's, it's easy. Right. You just get faster and faster and then it'll be, it'll be simple. Okay. So in the show notes, you're going to send me some links to, to some good looking uh, author boards and, and help yes. us to see what, what it should look like. And that's, that's really the big thing is to look at the people um, that you consider that are in your genre that you look up to, that you think they've got it going on. I want to be like them, you know, find the, you know, research the other authors and see what they're doing and see what other, and, and, other boards too, just see what is uh, graphically, visually appealing. Because if you get it in your mind's eye, what, what is appealing, then you'll know when you're looking at your own stuff, yeah, that doesn't look right. You know, when you're creating something. So you really have to kind of train your eye, like what about that makes it look good? Right. You know, we do this thing in the private Facebook group for my class where everybody, you know, when you're working on something new, like I just posted a video and people commented about um, what they thought I should change. And I was really appreciative of that because I'd never created a video quite like that before. And I wanted to know what was distracting and what worked and what didn't. And I went back and, and changed it. So um, we do that through the class of the private Facebook group. We, we critique each other's work and everybody's so nice. Like it's not a mean thing at all. I don't let anybody be mean. If somebody was mean, I just kick them out. Cause it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> all like nervous, you know, about our work and everybody wants it to be right. And they'll be like, Oh, I like that. But maybe, you know, use red here or use don't, you know, tone that down or maybe filter this or the background's a little too busy. I can't read the font, you know, those kind of things. And it's very helpful to, you know, present to other people. So you, because you don't know until you know, right? Right, right. Okay, you know, I wasn't even thinking about video. I mean, I like video. I like creating videos and stuff, but it never occurred to me, would you actually post short videos on Pinterest or are you teaching people to make videos for other things? Well, I, you can use video. It's actually getting very big on Pinterest, but um, to make it work, you know, you have to do it the right way. And, you know, but yeah, the, the people love video. They, so yes, it's getting bigger and bigger on Pinterest. It's not quite you know, hundred percent there yet. Like it's the biggest thing, but it will be. Yeah. So, and I know video is big on Facebook. Facebook posts with videos usually will be shown to more of your uh, friend audience from what I've read. Oh yeah. It, it's, you know, Facebook is all about video now. So even for that reason alone, you have to learn how to do it because, nice. you know, it's getting to the point where that's what people are expecting. Yeah. It's kind of a drag for us. <laughs> 
you know, yeah. that looks like we just want to write our books. Like we don't want to do all this work and this stuff. It's so hard, you know, yeah. but once the good thing about it is once you learn it, you know it. And it really does. Cause I didn't think I could get fast at this stuff, but now I, I can do it pretty quickly. I can do a graphic on Canva and Canva just came out with the ability to create gifts and stuff like that. So they're really coming along too. So you learn it and you get faster and it just works, you know? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I have heard you mention in a way that I find just not unbelievable, like I don't believe you, but unbelievable, like I can't imagine that I could do it. I've heard you say, oh yeah, I just created that while I was standing in line at the grocery store. I'm like, what? <laughs> on your phone? On okay, your so, phone, yes. So you teach, all some... these, you teach all these things in your visual content marketing class? I do, yeah. It's one of the things that I that I put in like the you know description of the classes that I could teach how to create a graphic and the time it takes you to stand in line for a Starbucks coffee, so. Oh my gosh. And, the diva was not happy about that. <laughs> I bet. Wait, I'm a graphic designer. I get paid a lot to spend a lot yeah. of time. <laughs> I'm like, well, I paid a lot for your school to, for you to learn how to do that. So how do you think I feel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So okay. yeah, this is really interesting. It makes me feel like maybe I should give it another try. You should, you should. Yeah. It's All right. great. And it's and honestly, it's a little bit addicting because now it's like, I start thinking about the content that I want to create and I'm thinking, how do I want to make that look visually? Do I want to do a video or do I want to do a little gif or do I want to, what do I want to do? You know, and it really does become like a thing. Like wow. you, you sort of what you're thinking about when you're planning your content. So it's, and it's fun. It's fun. Okay. Fun. I can do, if you can help me to think that it's fun and <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you can tell that I'm scared of this. I'm scared that I'm going to create something that looks like, well, if you don't mind my saying, a few years ago when self-published authors didn't know what we were doing yet, and we used um, the first thing that came to mind as our book cover, and you could tell the difference between a traditionally published book cover and a self-published book cover immediately without even really having to look at it much. Now we're doing a much better job at knowing what professional graphic design should look like and stuff, but I am terrified that I'm still going to create something where people are like, she should just have her Pinterest account closed because she's not good enough. No, no one wants to see these things. <laughs> no, no. It, you know what? You, you really do. Like I said, well, you kind of develop an eye and like, you really do need to look at what's out there and, and look at, at it in a way that, breaking it down. Like, what is that? Like, what does the background look like? What are they using there? Like, how does that font look like? And, and, and you'll start to be able to tell good graphic design from bad graphic design, you know? And I, I, like I said, I'm not a graphic designer, so I don't teach graphic design in my class, but I do teach some principles of things that I do know. Mm -hmm. And it's really about practice. It's developing the eye. Like I always thought like you had to be born with it. My daughter's an artist right. and my mother was an artist. I totally skipped a generation. I thought I could, <laughs> never do this. I could never learn how to do any of this. I'm terrible. I can't draw people. I can't draw anything that looks <laughs> like anything. So, but you really do develop. It, it just, it takes a little bit of time and it takes a little bit of concentration at looking at other people's stuff and figuring out what's good and what's bad and why not just like, Oh yeah, I hate that. That's awful. But why is it bad? You know, trying to kind of discern what about it is so distracting or not okay or too busy or, you know? Yeah. All right. That it, makes it can sense. be done. 
So, so people who haven't gotten into this yet or um, don't feel that they are, they are completely skilled in this, uh, the two or three things that they could start now, sounds like one is just go look at things, look at and, and ask yourself, do I like it? Do I not like it? Why? And kind of do a self-education. That sounds like one of the things we need to do. And I think the easiest way to do that is, do, is to look at some of the biggest authors in your genre and, and go look at what they're doing. And believe it or not, some of them, the stuff will be good and some of it won't be. I was it's so wondering. shocking to me, you know, but, <laughs> but that's a great place to start is just um, the people that are in your genre that you uh, admire and look up to and, and feel like you, you fit there. You know, that's a good okay. place to start for sure. And then one of the other things you said we should do is while we're just sitting around watching the other person's favorite TV show, not our favorite TV right, show, right, yeah. wondering when the hour's up, that's when we should have our laptop out and look, go to, uh, and it's canva.com, right? C-A-N-V-A? C-A-N-V-A, yeah, dot com. And, you know, sign up for an account and get started just playing around. And um I would use something either you can use um, their free stuff, their free backgrounds, their free photos that they, I mean, I would start completely free, try not to spend any money because, and it doesn't matter. And if you mess it up, it doesn't matter. Don't, don't feel like you have to create something that you're going to show anybody, you okay. know, just start with whatever's free on there the, and just play around and figure out actually how it's used and then figure out, you know, how, what makes it look good. All right. I like that. All right. That sounds not scary. And then you've got, (laughs) for me, you know, some of these things is all about being not scary and I'm like, okay, now I'll try it. (laughs) Right. Uh, And then you've got a a video on your YouTube channel that's free for people to watch that we'll put a link to. And that explains a little bit about how to use Canva. Yeah. The very basics is short little videos. won't take you any time at all to watch and it'll just show you the real basics of Canva and how it works. If you get stumped, you're like, I don't know why this isn't working, you know? So yeah. All right, good. I got to go find that video. I'm excited that I have to create the show notes so to put a link in it. So now I'm going to be like secretly watching the video, not letting <laughs> anybody know. I don't know how to do this. I have a Canva account. I've created things and they don't look good. So I'm excited to try to figure out how to make it better. So if other people are thinking, okay, but I have done these things. I've started a Pinterest account. I have a Canva account that I was in for five minutes or two hours or 72 hours straight and made me frustrated, but I still need more help. Then where can we find you? Because it sounds like you can help us. Um, Confusedandterrifiedwriter.com is my website and all the info is there about all the different, you know, my classes and, you know, just blog posts about all different kinds of things. Uh, Pinterest and visual content, that kind of thing. Excellent. And you have a, you have a visual content marketing class and it covers these things. Uh, Yes. It covers a lot of things and I'm constantly adding to it. So once you're in it, you're always in it and you're always in the, um, the private Facebook group. So it's like an ongoing self-paced class where you can just learn the things you want to learn. You don't have to go through and do everything all at once. (laughs) It's video based. It does have written material as well, but um, yeah, it's all video based. If you decide you want to learn about Pinterest or Tailwind or, you know, any of the how to, you know, Canva, I have a much longer, quite a few things on Canva, quite a few videos on Canva. There'll be more coming because Canva's changing. So, um, so it'll just be like what you want to learn from the basics to a little bit more advanced, plus a lot of other tools and different things you can learn when you want to, you don't have to. Excellent. Awesome. Wow. Okay. This sounds great. Thank you so much. I actually do feel a little bit more like I I could maybe try that tonight. (laughs) Well, I'm glad. That's good.
Well, thank you so much for joining us, Elena. You are so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great time. I had lots of fun. Excellent. All right. Well, hopefully we'll all go out and we'll start something new and we'll be like, oh my gosh, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear about it. If you are, come find me. Good. All right. We'll do that. (laughs) Thanks again. Uh, Thanks.